0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: it's been an interesting time across the board because primarily the weather change, it's been so much weather that's happened. It was 73 degrees today. I think we woke up, it was 40, jumped all the way up to 73 tomorrow's supposed to be 60. And then we're back in the forties. Um, I would say it's a Midwest thing, but I think a lot of people say it's their thing. People in Colorado will say that people out in Boston would say whatever they would say and whatever's happening down South. I think everybody has their own weather issues, but if you were here in Detroit, here in Michigan, my God, it was beautiful weather today. It was, it was amazing. I think that's just enough said there. Uh, today we just got again, as, as you well know, this is a a well football and well NBA diverse crowd that we have on our show. Not only is as, as the host, um, co-host, guests that we have, uh, we're always talking NBA, always talking NFL. The NBA playoff starts Saturday with. The Spurs and the Warriors kicking off at 3.30 Eastern time. So we're going to be talking nothing but basketball today. Um, it's going to be interesting. B. Ellis will join us later on this evening. We got my man A. A. Ron. We got my man TV that will be joining us here shortly. Um, I think this is Aaron. Is this Aaron? Yep, this is Aaron. What's good, Aaron?
2: Did, did you forget my phone number in the two weeks of nope, gone?
1: Nope. See, I, I'm, I'm working like three different screens right now. So uh-huh, uh-huh, forgive me
2: uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, I do recognize
2: uh-huh.
1: the number though Good evening sir
2: uh, Oh, What what up though?
1: I'm surprised that you even made it 27 Man. rounds of kickboxing
2: Man uh, Yeah Man. my phone was in the kitchen And I was on the couch And uh, for about 10 minutes so I was trying to will myself to get up and go get it Because it
1: wasn't looking <laughs> good <laughs> Well as, as, as Ellis put in the text message Make sure you eat a sensu bean because you, you, you sound uh, like you need it.
2: Man, uh, if I trail <laughs> off at any point during the show, uh, just know I'm in a better place.
1: I understand, man. Um, right. Let me have that far cry before, you know, you go to that better place. Wow. TV, what's good, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's go- What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm good. How about y'all, man? Good, man. We're hanging in there, man. We're just having a good time teasing Aaron about his 27 rounds of kickboxing. That's all. Yo, yo, You okay over there, TV? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good, bro.
2: I'm back, man. You could be happy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm good. I'm good. We got a heavy NBA conversation going on. BLS will join us later on in the evening. Uh, So for those who want to hang out with us, 646 668 Two one eight two is the number. We are also on Facebook Live as well, and um, we haven't had a guest here in a while. Um, and this is it's special tonight because uh, this guest comes all the way from the state of Maine, and um, I'm, I'm I'm proud to have him here. We've been having a good time for the last couple of days. I asked him if he wanted me to introduce him, but he said he had a name for everybody. So I want to I'm going to let's see, turn his mic on here. We're going to see what he has to say. So. Your mic is on now, sir. What's What's your name?
0: J Dave
1: A. <laughs> <laughs> J Dave. Talk Talk. All right. Talk Talk closely into the mic. Let's Let's get Let's get all of that in there. How you doing today?
0: I'm doing great.
1: Yeah. First time on the radio. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Aaron TV's on the airways as well.
0: Hey Aaron. What's up, Jaden? Hey TV.
1: What's up, young man? he's just like sitting here bobbing and weaving back and forth so 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 this this is awesome you're on the radio how's it feel it
0: feels super exciting
1: yeah what's so exciting about it
0: i've just never been on live before you're on live
1: not only on the airways but you're also on facebook live
0: yeah i've never been on live before this is awesome
1: awesome so you want to give a shout out to anybody special no, no shout outs to nobody. Not even your mom. No, 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 no shout outs. Not not, not, not at all, huh? You can do a shout out. I, I already did my shout outs, buddy. I, 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 I'm I giving you an opportunity to do a shout out. Nah. 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 You good? Okay. So what did you, what did you do today?
0: Uh, this morning I just kind of chilled. Uh, maybe during lunch or near lunch. Um, we went to. Someplace like Burger King, um, and and at three we went to Airtime. It was super fun.
1: What's Airtime for those who don't know what Airtime is? What's Airtime?
0: So Airtime is a trampoline park. Okay. Um, so you can bounce into a pool of blocks. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, like Minecraft blocks or something different?
0: Kind of different.
1: Okay, well, what's different about them?
0: I guess they're super soft, but they're, like, Minecraft blocks, but, like, one one of them's orange, and some of them are gray, and they don't have the, like, I guess, realistic parts for, um, like, that Minecraft usually has. Okay,
1: so did you get major airtime? Did you jump high? Did you, how, I
0: jumped really high.
1: Okay. Did you do anything else at the park? Did you play basketball a little bit?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah?
1: Did you dunk the ball? Yeah. How many times? Good. mm like you're actually counting right now. This is kind of fa- fascinating. Like I didn't c- keep count.
3: <laughs> he seriously is sitting here counting.
1: Seven times. <laughs> yeah. So seven times. So you dunk the ball seven Literally. times. That's, Aaron does this a lot. Yeah, he's 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 a joker. He's a joker. So you dunk the ball a oh, few times. Yeah. Joking. Okay. Did you get icy?
0: Yeah. What, what yeah. was? This? Um, some of it was um, Mountain Dew, and most of it was cherry.
1: Awesome! Sounds like you that had a pretty like
3: good a day. yes, yes. So, so
1: <laughs> anything you would like to say before you get off the air tonight? You want to? You want to say anything special to everybody? This is your moment. First time on the radio.
2: All right, mm-hmm. smoking like a true champ.
1: Hey, you thinking about it? I just
0: want to say I'm nervous.
1: You're nervous? Yeah. It's okay. We always get there every Thursday. We're nervous. You did a good job though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody gets nervous the first time.
2: <sighs> oh, <grief>. That's right. <laughs>
1: After
2: a while, it's second hand.
1: He's seven years old, McGriff. Come on, man. What? <laughs> it's the first
2: time he on the what? radio.
3: Man, get y'all minds out the gutter. Hmm. <laughs> J-Day, it was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? What,
1: yeah. You about, what you about to go do now? I'm just
0: about to go watch
1: some cartoons to watch some cartoons. Yeah, you can watch. Well, I, I'm using my iPad. Maybe after I'm done with my iPad, you can use okay. it. How about that? How long is it? Um, 1030. No, how long is it? 10, 1030. Oh. <laughs> so at 1030, you can use my iPad. Okay. Is, is that cool? Yeah. Which cartoon are you going to watch, by the way? Gumball. And any Roblox? Are you playing, on, playing Roblox or anything?
0: No, I I am as long as um, Paul is gonna have a, Paul is gonna have a dear, good. I will, but if Paul's if Paul will not have a good day, then nah. Nah. I, yeah. Okay. Well, and I won't watch Hulu like while I'm playing a game because like when the episode's done, it disappears and it doesn't come back. Interesting. And but the but the thing is still playing. Interesting. So it's really annoying.
1: Okay. I'm glad that you know what's annoying and not at the age of seven. I'm, I'm very proud of you. Good job. So you still got your fort? You going to go to your fort now?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. High five, man. Shout out to uh, J-Dave. First time on FT Sports Podcast. You ready to give it up now? You ready to, tu- you ready to turn it off? Can I turn it off now? Uh, Yeah, but I'm going to still
0: watch it. Yeah. You can...
1: You can turn it off. I can turn it off? Okay, I appreciate it. Okay, see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I'm purposely facing the other screen here because I'm actually shedding a little tear. Charismatic personality. I had to do it, fellas. I'm I'm sorry. Just first 15 minutes. And he's in the camera again. All right, <laughs> is the number. Um, I had to do a dad moment, man. I'm sorry, fellas. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Ooh. My bad. I'm sorry. There's a problem over there. <sighs> NBA. Um, all about the NBA, gentlemen. Center stage, the NBA playoffs kick off this um, uh, or start this upcoming Saturday. As I mentioned, the Warriors and the Spurs. Um, TV, I want to start with you. Uh, before we jump into the playoffs, I want to talk about something that happened yesterday with Russell Westbrook. Uh, before his game, he talked about um, how people felt about him padding his stats and all this fun stuff. And I, I kind of, you know, agree with him, but disagree. I, I got my opinions on it, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. On not only how people perceive him as a stat stuffer, but the fact that he then went out and had more rebounds than he did points, kind of proved the point a little bit. What, what's your thoughts on Russell, Russell Westbrook? Two seasons in a row, triple doubles.
2: Um, I think it's I think it's a big accomplishment. I mean, I, this is something Oscar Robertson. Uh, was I able to accomplish. I mean, we know Oscar Robson being the first NBA player to average a triple-double, but for Russell Westbrook to do it, you know, for the second in a row, I mean, it just speaks volumes of the type of player that he is. I mean, I really haven't heard the comments. I really haven't heard the the chatter, to be honest with you. So uh, I'm assuming it's just pretty much a lot of hate that's going on, and, you know, a lot of assumptions are, well, he's just a, a, you know, a a stat hatter or a pat stat, or however you want to put it. But, um... I don't know. Man. To me, it's just it's, it's a great accomplishment. So, hats off to the guy.
1: McGriff. I know you don't really follow a lot of the NBA, but an achievement was made. Triple doubles are hard to come around. But Russell Westbrook, he plays hard, probably harder than any other uh, NBA player that I've known of of recent. I- I'll say of recent. And it, it's 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 kind of cool to see that in the NBA, where you see a guy give maximum effort because we don't see a lot of that from stars in the NFL. So when you hear that a guy is padding his stats, that puts his stats above anything else, because it's the narrative right now, what what kind of... I guess, what do you think about that when you hear that?
2: Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you explaining every all that to me as if I was unaware that that happened. Um, thank you, Chris. Um, but Is that sarcasm? Uh, you know,
1: I was being genuine there.
2: Is, was that genuine? I, 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 that, was, that was genuine, Chris. Uh, I greatly appreciate you telling me something about yeah, something you felt I didn't know about. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, people are always talking down about Russell Westbrook. They're always trying to find a way, some rhyme or reason to demonize this man. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook is one of the hardest working People in the NBA. Like, people, for somebody to say that he's padding his stats is absolutely ridiculous. He goes out there and gives 110% every game. And in the famous quote, it says that the ball don't lie, and it doesn't. You can see from the stats that he's putting in the work to push towards (laughs) what he wants. So I think it's ridiculous. I say, let that man play ball. Like, isn't the goal to, like, have good stats? Like, if you ask anyone to compare two players, the first thing they're going to go to go to is the stat line. So, like, that's, that's it just kind
1: of um, backwards to me. So, uh, let me – I'm going to just say a thought in my mind, kind of what I thought about oh. earlier today, and I'm going to let you guys kind of just go on the comment. So, right, when Russell Westbrook came out and he pretty much – put to bed how he felt about people that said something about him being a pad satter Um, a couple of expletives were were dropped out there rightfully so very upset and then he goes out and gives you 20 rebounds I think 11 or even probably more assists and like 6 points or something like that in in his rant he went out and said that if a guy really wanted to give you 20 rebounds or more you know it's very hard to do but if somebody wanted to go out and do it they'll just do it I also watched a little bit of the game as well, and when he would go for rebounds, other guys got out of his way. Other players, you know, part of his team will act like they would just—they would just jump, not even try to get the rebound, and it was just—it was all rust. So when I see that and I hear that, it's kind of hard not to think about the past at because last year that was part of the narrative. Even though it was cool to see the triple double fellas, it's just kind of hard to believe that. I'm, I'm glad that he went out and got it done. Let me just say that I'm happy that he got it done. I'm not diminishing it. Personally, if you, if it looks like that you're padding stats, shouldn't you just own it? I mean, yesterday was a raw example of padding stats. He went out purposely to get the rebounds needed to break that record. Not a bad thing, but just own it, right? Am I, am I wrong of thinking that? I
4: mean, again, I, I don't, I don't know. It's,
2: it's, it's hard to say, man. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's just. I think because we got the playoffs going on, and outside of you know LeBron, you know again probably gonna make another run to the finals, and Golden State and the situation that they're in, you know players over there falling apart and stuff. I mean, it's. I think it's just noise. I think it's just something the media just trying to just need something to talk about going into the postseason. Man, I think it's a bit. I think we're buying into it too much, honestly. Fair enough.
1: Fair. Fair enough. And I, again, I. I like Russ. I they gained, he's gained my fandom last year. Um, B. Ellis would tell you that I was a, a big critic of R- Russell Westbrook and James Harden. No secret there. Um they they both have gained my admiration as far as what they can do on the court. They just really have. Everything that I had issues with, they put to bed. When I look at the MVP race though, T V, um, I have I have concerns because no one is talking about Russ. They're always talking about James Harden. Uh LeBron James, and then you have Anthony Davis kind of in the wind, but no one is talking about Russell Westbrook. Is he the MVP this season?
2: Uh, No, I think the MVP should go to James Harden. I mean, if you look at his numbers and also the fact that, you know, last year I believe what they won 55 games. This year they won, what, 65 games. I mean, again, it just shows you how valuable he is to, to the organization. I mean, yeah, the, the addition of Chris Paul made a difference, but at the end of the day, you got to look at, you know, if you take James Harden away, I mean, how good are the Rockets going to be or could be? And I think defensively, James Harden has definitely stepped up. So definitely, I agree. I would have to, I, would, I would have, I'll definitely have to consider uh, James Harden to find, uh, not find, but a uh, regular season MVP. And I think it's time, man. I mean, the past couple of years, he's been at least in the top five, you know, so may as well just give it to him now. And I think, and I I believe he's going to win the MVP, but I think it definitely goes back to uh, the GM over at Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Sam Presti. I mean, for him to draft, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. And now these guys are not only going to be Mm -hmm. uh, Olympic gold medalists or, you know, uh, with Durant, you know, NBA champion, but all three of these guys are possibly going to be, they're and they're going he, to have an MVP on their, yeah. on their
1: resume. So that's something to think about. That You know what? I didn't think about that until you said that, TB. So let me ask you real fast. I'll throw it back over to Aaron. Sam Presley caught so much heat because, yes, all three of them will be MVPs, but all three of them they're in their right mind are just perennial all-stars, Hall of Famers, and he couldn't figure out how to keep them on the team. So is that a knock towards um, I mean, I get I get what you're saying, but he couldn't keep him. And when he could have, right? I mean, he
2: could have, but I, I, I think it's just hard to say because we're on the outside. I mean, I watched a couple of um, like interviews, especially with Chase Hardenwell, when he expected to be uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, for the rest of his career. And all of a sudden he gets traded. You know, of course, word came out saying he wanted more money or he wanted to be a starter. We don't know because we weren't in those uh, negotiate part, you know, part of those negotiations, but I will assume based on what we saw when, when all three of them were together. I mean, they enjoy playing together, they enjoy playing with each other, especially when it came down to the fourth quarter or crunch time. He knew that, hey, out of your starting five, Kevin out of your starting five, three of those positions or three of your stars is definitely going to be going to the fourth quarter. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. So it could be a combination, just you know. The GM not trying to, you know, not be able to figure it out. Uh, players, um, uh, I, I don't want to say attitude, but personalities, you know, hey, I, I think I should start, or one thinking, hey, you know, you should come up the bit. I don't know, but right. again, I think it, it just it just goes back to Sam Preston being a, one of those great general managers and being able to identify the talent and bringing up bringing in the talent and you know helping them you know uh, grow throughout their career. So.
1: Interesting. McGriff, yeah. people, I mean, TV just made a valid point for, for James Harden. I probably can make a case for Russell Westbrook, LeBron James first time in his career, 82 games. Um, I mean, again, not being an NBA fan, but when you hear a guy actually playing the entire season, being that you are a football fan, you probably sit back and say, congratulations. That you're supposed to do, but he did uh-huh. it for the first time. And he carried a Cavaliers team, probably two different versions of the Cavaliers team finally got the roster that he needed, and is playing better than anybody else in the league debatable. Uh Could make the case that LeBron James is the MVP. When you hear Uh that LeBron James is not, and he is the king, in quotation marks. I don't know. If you're LeBron James, how do you feel? Slighted?
2: I don't think that he feels slighted. I mean there's There's a lot that comes with being LeBron James, like you know you're always gonna be under the microscope, and anything that happens in the league, uh, no matter if it's on the West coast, is in some way or some form gonna be linked back to you or compared to you, so I don't necessarily think he's he feels slighted um is he the league m v p or should he be the league m v p that that's that's still up for debate, I mean. Like historically, I haven't always been the hugest LeBron James fan, but I mean, <sighs> facts are facts, man. Like he 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 he's going beast mode out there, so mm-hmm. it's it, it's hard to it's it's hard to deny that the fact that that man is out there, like getting the job done. Um, yes, he's made some questionable decisions. Yes, he was king swap. Yes, his hair is fake, but. You know, it's, it's like you you, you, just, you you can't deny just this, the raw talent coming out of that man.
1: Did you just say his hair is fake?
2: We all saw the ball spot, then it magically disappeared. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, bro. You might have, like, got some some transplants or something from his ass, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. So,
1: so I, I'll just throw this out there real fast, gentlemen. 82 games from LeBron. 72 games from James Harden. Any takeaway from the fact that LeBron played 10 more games, maybe meaningful games, maybe not meaningful games, whatever the narrative may be, is there any, I guess, think about it for a second because James Harden played 10 less games than LeBron did. How can you be MVP if you don't play that many games?
2: I mean, if we look at, for example, I mean, Seth Curry, I mean, they the year he won the MVP, did he? I don't think he played all the 82 games, and I could be wrong. So, I don't think it's about how many games you played overall. I th- I just think it's about is your team going? Is your team uh, has a, does your team having a record? Mm-hmm. Are they like in the top five, or you know, are they championship caliber? And also, what type of impact has your star player had? Not just with the team, but just throughout the league overall. So. I, I mean, those are just some of my, some of my benchmark, you know, some of my, uh, uh I guess benchmarks of of an MVP. Fair enough. And Fair. I would say it's definitely it's it's quality over quantity. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, he played he he played ten fewer games, but if he played like amazing games, like, and you can't take it away from him just because he didn't play, I like, guess, as many as LeBron did. I right? that's that argument is, is moot.
1: Gotcha. I think everybody tries to make some type of argument for one player over another, uh, a debate over another. I mean, there's no doubt that James Harden could have won the MVP last year if it wasn't for the triple-double machine that is Russell Westbrook. But even for Russell Westbrook case, neither one of these guys is averaging a triple-double. It's just kind of hard. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could make a case for Russell why he should be the MVP this year. But I, I agree with TV to an extent that Russ, that James Harden definitely deserves the MVP for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about the coaches that have been terminated today. I think that's the proper way to say it. Um, lost their job, laid off, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how anyone else wants to articulate it. But Jeff Hornacek is out of there. Uh, Vogel is out of there from the magic. I think everybody anticipated the magic change for sure. Jeff Hornacek had two more years on his contract and he was let go. The Knicks were playing well before Porzingis went down TV. Um is this is this the Knicks just saying flat out we need to get rid of everything that is Phil Jackson?
2: Um I I would have to say yes. I mean, I, to be honest, looking on the outside, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was a good hire by the Knicks. I think they were just caught up in in nostalgia because, you know, Phil Jackson was part of that Knicks championship team. Or teams that is, and they looked at okay, well, you know, he did, you know, lead the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, of course, the six championships, and then with Kobe and Shaq, you know, multiple championships. But I always tell people, you know, one thing about Phil Jackson, he's never been known to build teams. He's always been that guy that just falls to a great situation, All right? And granted, he takes advantage of it. But if you if you put Phil Jackson in a similar situation to like a Chuck Daly and make him build a team. I don't think he can do it and it's been proven with the New York Knicks. So start all over, scrap everything. Hell, bring get uh get Mark Jackson, who I think should have been or should have been hired uh two, three years ago, but that's just that's just my opinion on it. And uh let's get the let's get the Knicks relevant again. I mean this is these are the, the New York Knickerbockers we're talking about. You know, they play in the greatest form Ever, which is Madison Square Garden, and for the Knicks not to be in the postseason, it's, it's 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 disheartening, man. So let's let's make it happen.
1: You know, it's interesting that you said that, TV. I'm thinking about our conversation. I don't know if it was last season or maybe our first season, but we talked about the Knicks and the nostalgia that is the Knicks. I are, are we kind of bolsting them up a little bit too much? They haven't won a championship in how long? They haven't really been relevant in how long? I mean, we're Probably what, the Patrick Ewing, John Starks days? I mean, since then, what have they done, right? I
2: mean, the only thing, I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, the last time, I mean, the Knicks were in the, in the uh, NBA Finals was what, back in 99, 2000. Last time there was in the playoffs was what 20, I want to say 2014 with Jason Kidd and Carmelo oh. Anthony. And they had like, what, the second or third best record in the East. But overall, no, they haven't, they haven't done a lot, man. And again, which I, I guess because growing no, we were, we're so used—we were so used to the next being a postseason or being one of those teams, and then all of a sudden, it's just a downfall. It just just took its toll on the organization. And I think for them to get back, at least to being relevant, you gotta you gotta bring in the right people, and I think that starts—it starts at the top. And from there, you got to get the right coach. He get the right coach that understands the game, the X and O's, and is able to relate to to today's NBA players and who's going to command
1: that locker room. And I think Mark Jackson is that guy. I was about to say Mark Jackson. You just described Mark Jackson to a T. Um, McGriff, real fast, uh, to change pivot off the coach. There was a guy that came from the G League. Um, he spent his entire career in the G League, average – Salary in the G League is, I believe, anywhere around fifty-two, sixty-three thousand dollars a year. Um, mm-hmm. Andre Ingram, and he mm-hmm. finally gets a contract with the Lakers. The last two games, well deserved. First game comes out and balls out. Only missed, I mm-hmm. believe, a basket. If that, I think he may may have missed two. Uh, last night came back down to normal. He was two for nine in that game. But I say all that to say that his first career NBA game after playing 384 games in the G League, shout out to him, right?
2: Most well, definitely. Um, and once again, thank you for explaining something um, that you thought I didn't know. Uh, yeah, man, it, it, it was a, an amazing story. I, I can't wait for his 30 to 30 to come out, man. That uh that, oh, that getting 30 definitely... for 30 already? <laughs> I mean, if anybody deserves one, I think he would uh, be up there. I mean, that just really shows what persistence means. Like, how many people give up when they just don't make it after the first like two or three tries? You know what I mean? But yeah. he stuck with it. He uh, lived humbly and took his little fifty, sixty thousand dollars. You know, saying that he could have been making it anywhere else, but he kept doing what he loved, and he finally got an opportunity to actually be on that world stage and. He showed what he was made of. So kudos to that man.
1: Kudos. Kudos. I thought it was a great story, man. I mean, I, I, the sports always gets buried with trash stories, Conor McGregor, all this other stuff that just goes on. But when you hear something like that, you got to root for the guy, right? I mean, even if you're not a, uh, an NBA fan, just to know that somebody was in the minor leagues and finally got called up and did his thing in the first game, first game. That was awesome. That, that, Against the number one team in the in the league too, by the way, that was the Rockets that they played. That he put up twenty mm-hmm. points against. That was that was pretty, pretty spectacular. Last thing here, fellas, I want to transition to college football real fast because a lot of things that happened because of the weather is concerned. And shout out to uh, Frank Gonzalez on our Facebook uh, live page. Have you talked about when Michigan canceled the home and home series against Virginia Tech? I, I wanted to bring this to your attention, TV. I don't know if you knew about it or not, uh, but obviously this is the home and home series that Michigan and Virginia tech already had scheduled. Obviously the spring game was canceled due to weather. But when you hear this, the last time we saw Michigan canceled anything, it really wasn't Michigan. It was in order. canceling the home at home uh, series that they had. Now Michigan is canceling against Virginia tech. Um, any concerns there, man? I mean, we've been digging at Harbaugh for a while now. Is this one the, another notch at the dig or is it just at Virginia tech's not worth it. We need somebody else.
3: I mean,
2: um, <laughs> go ahead, TJ. No man, did he ask you or did I? Oh, either
1: one, go either one. Bro.
2: No, either one for sure. Go ahead, you go ahead, man. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's rare, man. But uh, I will say it could be a combination of both. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's it seems like it's a it's just a typical hard bar move. But on the other hand, you could say, is this Michigan team ready going into this season? Is it, or whenever they're they supposed to play – I don't think they're supposed to play this season. I think it's supposed to be next season or so. But I guess you just got to look at where your team is at and where your team is – projecting where your team is going to be, up, you know, you know, leading up to that matchup because possibly that Virginia, Virginia Tech could be ranked in the top 10, top 13. Of course, they'll be playing for one of those playoff positions. Uh, you know, of course they've come in at they're in the a c c which is one one actually i say it is one of the toughest uh uh football uh, conferences as of right now so but uh, yeah, we've seen it before with other teams, but yeah, I think it's probably just hard about looking at his looking at his team or you know looking at the program and just realize you know we're not where we need to be at, so I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's just something
1: we need you know,
2: it, it just it, it's a concern I would say. Gotcha.
1: Not one that you need to kind of pump the brakes and say what's going on, but definitely just need to put a tally mark yeah, and say okay, hardball. Yeah,
2: don't be. Yeah, don't. Yeah, let's, let's not be like how Michigan State was, you know, you know, smack talking when Alabama canceled their, you know, their, home, you know, their home, their home and home series uh, with them, and you know, once they got a chance to actually play Alabama, I, don't, I mean, I think Alabama just scored another touchdown, but you know, they end up getting shut out. So it's one of those again. It's one of those things. That I don't think you the, the the program may feel like you're not worth it or our program may not just be where it needs to be. So nothing to freak
1: out about. Fair enough. McGriff, you, you, you were about to add some color there. So
3: go, go for it, man. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, when somebody throws uh, some criticism in Harbaugh's direction, I mean, it's kind of true. Like, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, cause, you know, we all know what we thought it was going to be when uh,
2: Harbaugh came out there. It's just going to be championships on championships and champagne bottles popping everywhere. I mean, he was in a couple of music videos, but beyond that, yeah. there ain't really been too much, too much progress. So, uh, But, uh,
3: you know, sh- shout out to uh, the University of Michigan, my employer. Uh, yeah, no blue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he can't say anything <laughs> bad about him. <laughs> he needs a season tickets. Go ahead, I, I hear you, Grip. <laughs> I, I feel you, brother. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll keep it political for you. We'll, we'll keep it political. That was awesome. Hey. Good job.
2: <laughs> did y'all did y'all see the uh, the Amazon uh, All or Nothing about uh, Michigan's uh,
1: football season? I did not. It's
2: it's pretty it's pretty good. I will say it's pretty good.
1: They were hyping that up last season though, right? Like th- that was the story that they were hyping up or is it something different? Oh no, this
2: is basically what happened last season. Uh uh-huh. so um it, it it came out I want to say on Amazon Prime on Monday. So if you got if you have Amazon if you have an Amazon Prime account that's on there, I recommend it. It's, a, it's, it's it's a great uh it's a great series. Now I have to it check that takes out a, it's, it's it's a deeper dive into not just the you know, the program, but just to put some of the players in their personal lives. Um, Jim Harbaugh. And I'll say this, one of my biggest takeaways is I'll never for me, I'll never question the heart of a player because especially when they when they when they did the episode leading up to the Michigan State game, you can tell like you could see it. And you kinda of felt you kinda of felt sorry for like, damn, like they really wanted that game. And you think about like the seniors playing in that last, you know, that's their last game against Michigan State, and, of course, the game leading up to Ohio State. So, I recommend it to anybody that's not just a Michigan fan, but a college football fan. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely got to check that one out for sure. Uh, uh Question. Question. Yeah. Because, you know, I, at the beginning of the show, you said we were going to talk about all NFL – excuse me, all NBA. And uh, some, something happened in the NFL today, and – it. Surprisingly, even though they find some way to come up every every week, it doesn't have anything to do with the Lions. Uh-oh. But uh, how about the Chiefs? I heard. Did did, uh, did y'all see that, Davis? Hello, you yeah, there?
1: <laughs> uh oh.
2: Did we lose Christopher? Uh oh. Did we lose Christopher Matt? Uh, I still see the back of his head on the uh, computer, but uh, I don't know if he can hear it. Hey, so. he doesn't have his headphones on. Oh, yes, he does. He's laughing. Chris, say something. <laughs>
4: uh, he's
2: talking, but we can't hear him. Anyway, um, if you didn't hear, uh, the Seahawks invited Colin Kaepernick out for uh, a meeting, you know, and to work out.
4: a fool for this one. Good luck. I got you, bruh. almost 30 years in life, and I ain't even rushing. 30 kisses to the cheek, and I ain't even blushing. My phone's ringing every day, and I ain't even buzzing. I'm fitting grocery bars, eggs by the dozen. The more more Store. Food stamp. You're like LeBron in the finals. Oh, crap. Young boys. Yeah, they call me Kid Priceless. Close dramatic. Life would be nice if every day was a payday. When I'm looking at it. You want the best that is best. Huh? You're looking at it. Uh, this is the best that is best. best. I'm saying i on the best. best. Don't put me to the test, test. Battle 101 with me. I'll put your pal to rest. First 48, man. You want to rest. What's up? Ah, uh, This is the best that is best. best. I'm staying on the best. best. Don't put me to the test, test. Battle 101 with me. I'll put your pal to rest. First 48, man. You want to What's up? Full house and some aces like I'm the dealer. You mad cause you keep it real and I keep it real. Really? Never see me in your life, but I look, look familiar. familiar. You're cracking jokes that my mom oh, I got I to kill you. Come on, Cory, calm down. This is a fun joke. Nah. I set your chest on fire off a of gun smoke. <laughs> By the time the cops come, they'll find nobody. nobody. Women lie, men lie. Yo, got it. At your funeral, it's all black everything. Rappers suck cause y'all lack like everything. I'm real hip hop, but never on woman, Lord needs to make her. I'm Kobe Bryant in his prime. I don't need a Laker. Ah, uh, this is the best that is best. best. I'm saying I'm the best. best. Don't put me to the test. Best. Battle one on one with me, I'll put you to arrest. First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? Ah, uh, this is the best that is best. best. I'm saying.
1: FT Sports Podcast, Uh, I think we're back on the air, I'm going to try this again, 646-668-2182 is the number, I have zero idea what just happened there, Um, McGriff was mid-conversation and then I got an extremely loud, busy tone, gotta love blog talk, I You gotta love blog talk radio. I swear. I go broke for this program and it never works the right way. Jeez. Well, uh, I'm sorry about that, fellas. Um, You were mid conversation, my friend, and I got a loud, busy tone. So I guess the lines are clear now. Continue on with that thought that you were on.
2: You know, the the energy I had when I was talking about it, I just don't feel it anymore. I, I
1: felt it coming, man. It's almost like Jeez. you were getting ready for a spirit mom, Goku style, and got yeah. slapped midway through and just just lost it. I'm sorry,
2: yeah. I just, uh, I'm Just wow. Just, I feel so deflated, man. I, just, I don't even know how to go on.
4: Uh, wow. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, hey, shout out to Sound <laughs> Engineers, man. Ever since uh, you what? uh Ever since you took my job, Chris, you know, you you told me my uh, my services were no longer needed. You know, we I
1: never have any technical no,
3: difficulties. You no, know, uh,
1: I never said yeah. that. I so you you're gonna act like you never sat back here and you never the system just never just stopped on you. Never, not one time. Never I,
2: I, 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 hey, Chris, I wasn't there. I didn't see what happened. You know, um, <laughs> hey. so oh. You know, I I I I believe uh, what you're saying to me. Yeah, Nobody really stopping
1: you from running this board, man. Come on and run this board. Hey, hey, was... hey,
2: hey,
3: Chris, Chris, come on.
2: I recognize, I I recognize uh, where we are right now, you know, and uh, I, I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with it. You know, wow. uh, go ahead and, and, and do your thing, man. You know, uh, I hey, don't 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 cry because it's over. Smile because it happened.
4: What? <laughs>
2: <What> <laughs> you been over there reading Dr. Seuss again man
1: I'm like what yeah. The meaning of that Like, Alright man what, what, Whatever you say um, We do have a caller I had a couple of callers couldn't bring them in oh, so You ain't gonna let me talk about what sure. I was talking about before I asked you and you said you lost the energy
2: Sheesh Anyway Did you not
4: say that callers. Wait
2: Hey Callers, um, I'm so I apologize for Kristen's behavior tonight. We'll get to you in just a second. Wow! But I just wanted to uh, to bring up <laughs> the, the situation the with the tonight. Seattle Seahawks. Hey, 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 hey! It's rude to talk. somebody talking. Um, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> Jesus. twenty-seven rounds will do that to you, man. Go ahead, man. Continue on.
2: <laughs> so Jeez. the Seahawks invited Colin Kaepernick out to uh, to work out with them. And uh Colin yeah. was like, Yeah, I'll come, but uh FYI <laughs> I ain't gonna stop my protest if uh if y'all find me. And uh yeah, they was like, you know what? Never mind. Uh yeah, NFL is so trash and like come on. Like we they did all this talking about supporting the players and supporting um the uh their agendas and everything and then they gonna back out. Like they know what they're getting with Colin Kaepernick, like they are big on the fans. They're big on the 12th man. But you know what comes along with Colin Kaepernick. Like, you thought he was just going to shut up because he said he had to sit out for a year. Like, come on. Like, if you had the backbone, if you had the spine enough to call this man up and say, hey, come through, don't change your mind because he said he's going to keep doing the same thing he's been doing. Like, that does not take away from his caliber as a quarterback. That doesn't take away from the achievements he already has. That doesn't take away – from his status as an
1: athlete. Like,
2: if you're going to have a backbone, have a backbone. Stand up and do something that everybody
1: else isn't. I agree with that sentiment. I'm going to challenge you on this one thing, though. Oh, shit. If you're suing the league, and let me make sure people understand that Every team is separate from the league itself. They just fall under the umbrella. The NFL is a 501c3, and then you have individual teams underneath the umbrella itself. So they're just two separate entities. If the owner of the Seahawks is a part of the NFL majority, and that player that you're trying to bring in is and has a lawsuit, not potentially, has a lawsuit on the table, I mean, shouldn't that? give you reason to calls and pause for a second?
3: Then why Is call, the call that man up or in the to
1: that?
2: You said what? So why 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 call that man up in the first place, man? Because like, you knew he was doing that beforehand. Yeah. That's true.
1: I got nothing. I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried to hear all sides. I, I, I tried. TV, what's well, your thoughts on that?
2: No, I mean, it's it's accurate. I mean... You knew what he was about. You knew about, you know, with him you know, doing not, not just his protest, but uh, you know, going out and informing the people. So all of a sudden you decide, hey, uh, that's okay. And I was gonna add on to that, uh, Eric Reed, the former, I believe, safety or cornerback for the Niners, you know, the Bengals brought him in and said, Okay, we'll bring you in. You just you just don't just don't protest and he said, Okay, I'm out. So he walked out of there.
1: I don't want to make it about Kaepernick, but can I just ask this? Is it not his lawsuit is blackballed from the NFL that the owners have blackballed? If that happens to Eric Reed, is it safe to say that they could use that situation as an example of the league blackballing Kaepernick? Yeah,
2: yeah, one more time.
1: So, so if Eric Reed is in a meeting room with the Bengals, right? Potential safety. And they turn around and say, yeah, well, here's a contract. You just don't protest. Well, okay, I'm out. Is that not an example of maybe Kaepernick's lawyers maybe using that to say, well, if you can say that to a player current, different caliber, defensive side of the ball, and an owner literally comes out and says, "Uh, just don't protest. Is that not like blackballing Colin Kaepernick? Does he not now have a case?
2: I think he already had a case uh, before the situation with Eric Reed or or with the Seattle Seahawks that happened. I believe today. I mean, again, this guy, like, you know, I, I just don't understand it. Where you at least bring a man, see if if he can fit the, you know, not just fit the system. But can he play? And too many times you'll hear these coaches say, "Well, he doesn't fit the system," or. You know, it's like it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. You know, can he play? If he's healthy, and he can play. Give him a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you, but these, but the organizations or these some of these teams didn't even bring him in. But yet you bringing in other guys or considering him Johnny Johnny Manziel's second shot. So what are what are you really doing here? So it's obviously going on here.
1: RG three has a job, RG3. gentlemen. Yeah, I, I heard. I mean, play? we got
2: to
1: eat, though. He's I eat. mean, yeah, he does, man. And it's no, again, nothing against RG3. But he ain't been in the league, and he's actively has not been in the league. The last quarterback to win a game for the Cleveland Browns. And he's injured all the damn time. And when they asked him, what have you learned on your time off, he said, I've become smarter with the game. How do you become smarter with the game if you haven't even been in the damn league to, to even absorb the knowledge? I, I'm missing something. He was playing
2: Madden. He was playing Madden. Oh,
1: stop. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stop that. This is, uh, you know, the more and more that this story drags out, man, the more and more I am disgusted with the league. And I'm kind of excited about this upcoming season. Lion season, what they have potentially coming, that the NFC North is stacked. It's just every time I hear about Kaepernick, and more and more this ball just rolls up, it's just, it's discouraging, man. It makes me not want to, yeah, let me move on. 646, is the number. What happened to Stafford?
2: Oh, you didn't hear?
1: I feel like uh, you are about to give me a heart attack. Uh-oh.
2: <laughs> um, you know, Stafford oh. was driving up the field and he uh scored a touchdown. His wife is uh, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Again? Damn. Again. Yeah, man, he uh you know he 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 uh, he's a pretty accurate quarterback. You know he throws the ball that goes where it's supposed to. Oh so, my uh, God! Yeah. Here you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring our caller in for tonight. Uh, <laughs> I know y'all missed me. I was quite nervous when you said that. I actually was holding my breath. I'm like, oh shit. what happened to Stafford? Ah, uh, what happened to Stafford? Uh, let's get this caller right here seven zero zero nine. You're on with FT Sports podcast. State your name for the record.
3: This is David Rollins. What's going on, guys? David, good evening. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. It's been a long time.
1: It's been I a long to time, to my
3: friend. Call in and catch up with you guys. See Appreciate how the call. Are going with FT Sports.
1: Just trying to figure out why blog talk is always shutting us down, but it is what it is, man. Um, you, so you yeah, heard us. Yeah, I could, you was just text me a little you. bit. You were just text me a little bit on the Seahawks. Uh, we talked about it on, on other programs before. What's your thoughts on what's going on right now with Colin Kaepernick, just real fast? Um, I,
3: I really think I, – I 100% think he's being blackballed. Um, the fact that the Seahawks, the Seahawks were going to work him out until he wouldn't he wouldn't concede to not protesting. And as soon as he said that, they backed out. They're like, no, we're good. We're good for now. I think is how they left it. They left it kind of open-ended, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous that, that it's, it's come to this. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about it before. He has that Tebow effect and if he's going to be on the bench, He's just—he becomes a distraction because he's such a polarizing figure for the right reasons. But in, in the league where they're losing all these, all the advertising and the money, their ratings are down. And but it's just—it's stupid when you have a lawsuit against the NFL, and the teams are openly, openly admitting basically that hey, yeah, we don't want him because he's protesting. Still, um, yeah, I mean, you're just making it easier for Colin Kaepernick's lawyer to uh, win this argument.
1: It's a doggone shame. It it, it really is. It's it's a shame. Um, Let's switch topics real fast. So Let's get back into the NBA. Uh, The playoffs, again, start at 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. Um, TV, I I, got to ask you about this rookie thing, right, because the the, the rookies have taken over the league. I mean, this year, all the the rookies have been solid, A1. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and – Ben Simmons have been going back and forth. Both of them are in the playoffs, leading their teams, respectively, uh, to, to uh, not only, I want to say division titles, not division titles, but respectively number three uh, and number five in their conference. Donovan Mitchell was making it a point that if you have been drafted in the league, even though you did not play that, that year, and you then come back and play, you should not be considered a rookie. I kind of agree with that. He compared it to a test score. If you have a year to prepare for a test, nine times out of ten you will do well versus the person that did not have time to prepare and he springboarded into that test. Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons, rookie of the year in your eyes?
2: Uh, It it has to go to Donovan uh, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, what he's done with the Utah Jazz. uh, And he 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 makes a great – plus, you know, they're going to the postseason. I mean, similar to Ben Simmons, but of course he had Joe Embiid, so – that makes a difference as well, but uh, he, Donald Mitchell has a point. I mean, has a great, he has he makes a great point. I mean, if you're drafted in that year, you're considered a rookie. You can't sit out, can't get drafted, sit out, and then all of a sudden you're up for rookie of the year. Like, I didn't understand that when that happened with Blake Griffin. Like, he drafted, right. he was drafted, he played, he sat out the whole year, and then the finally he wins rookie of the year. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, no, like you're a rookie you was drafted that year, you played X amount of games, and if you do well, perform well, or I perform your fellow, you know, your, your fellow draftees, that's how you should win rookie of the year. I, why, why is the NBA making things so complicated? I just don't <laughs> It doesn't make sense. I,
1: it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. McGriff, I mean, again, you're drafted before I am. Uh, you have to sit out a year. Uh, we both have phenomenal years as we play together, or, or again, or, or on individual teams. And people are saying that you're the rookie of the year, but technically your rookie year, you were injured. Mm-hmm. Do you think that rule should go away?
2: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I mean,
2: it's, it's 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 dumb. Like you, you have your your rookie year is your first year, right? You can't come back and be rookie of the year in your second year. Like that's that's that that math doesn't work. That's like me making the honor roll for the seventh grade when I'm in
3: eighth grade. Like you can't retro
2: <laughs> that. <Like>.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Citizenship oh, oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, 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 that's that's a good point, Matt. I mean, I mean, Matt. Days, um, what? I mean, Donovan Mitchell has a point.
3: No, I, I mean, I definitely see there's a point, but I mean, this this does happen in other sports where if they don't play a single game in that rookie season, it's it's that it's when they accumulate they start accumulating games. That's when that rookie season actually starts. I know baseball is kind of the same thing, and I know that's your taboo sports, Chris, but. Um, you know, um, that's where I think. At the end of the day, it was there for his first year playing in the NBA. It wasn't that he was playing playing in the G League, playing pickup games. You know, being able to do that, he was injured. So, you know, I think from that from that aspect, I, I don't think it's the same same thing as a as a QB sitting on the sidelines backing up uh, backing up a veteran. Um, I think this is a different kind of thing, and I think Ben Simmons is a clear cut favorite for this. Well,
1: I I respectfully disagree, only from the standpoint Ben Simmons wanted to play. The team sat him down. So, in fairness, if the team says, hey, we're going to hold you back your rookie year, I mean, it wasn't like he was legitimately injured. He just could not go out there and play a game. The 76ers decided during this process that they were going to hold him back from playing. So, if they do that, which they did, why would we consider him a rookie this year? I feel like the narrative, they're not even talking about that part of the narrative because the 76ers are the freaking third seed in the in the damn Eastern Conference.
3: Well, Chris, I mean, if you think about it, Chris, if he didn't sit out, they wouldn't have been able to accumulate all those draft picks to make the moves they made in the offseason to then position themselves to be the number three seed in the East.
4: Well, so he wins rookie then, of the year because of that.
3: Hey, I mean, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> in I'm just, I'm just looking at playing devil's advocate here, man. I feel it, you understand. It's, it's just, it, it's the fact that I mean, he doesn't really have control over that. The the team did it; it wasn't really his fault. I, me personally, I I see your point though, Chris, because Philly's been associated with tanking for years now, and it's like they're mm-hmm. finally starting to reap the benefits of it, and it's it's just not right. I mean. I they're going to get rewarded for for tanking and now these teams are getting fined if they even mention the word tanking. Um they're getting fa- fined an insane amount of money, but until the league actually does something about it, um you're still going to have this kind of thing, but yeah, I definitely can see your argument the other way, Chris, but uh, I mean, I just I think he's a clear-cut favorite.
1: Stevie, you, you were making some comments back there. You you must agree with what was just said. No, I mean
2: it's, it's it's a valid point. But overall, I mean, again, he was drafted last season, so logic says he's not a rookie. Like yeah, you're not a rookie. You you were drafted. You were part of that draft class. So when you think of Ben Simmons, you think of what draft class? Draft class of X, you know, whatever.
1: Yep, I've been missing since seventeen.
2: With, yeah. Seventeen, eighteen. You know, previous draft class. So it, it it I don't know. I mean if if you got a high school kid and he doesn't graduate but he has to go to summer school and yet the graduation already happened, I mean, is he still a part of that class or is he part of that summer school class? Like, you know. I'm just trying to understand the logic here.
1: Yeah. I'm with you, man. I I think Donovan Mitchell has a point. Um, Unfortunately, the way that the rules are across all these damn sports, Ben Simmons is a rookie, which I don't understand. But, I mean, hey, whatever. They're both playing very well, which then brings us to um, the selections. I want to start off on the Eastern Conference, where the rookie of the year potentially could be. Um, And let's start off with the number one versus the number eight Toronto Um, A lot of people don't have any faith in Toronto. Let's take the narrative out of this for a second. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, Being that they're the number one seed, they've held held it down for a while, and they're going against the Washington Wizards, who honestly, in some eyes, if it wasn't for the fact that Detroit just could not get it right in the month of March, wouldn't even be in the playoffs. They now have John Wall back in the lineup. It's question marks how the chemistry is going to work. Washington or Toronto gentlemen let's I mean let's go across the table here real fast um Matt um I mean I keep calling you Matt. I'm sorry Dave I'll start with you uh Toronto and um Washington who you got in this series
3: oh I got I got Toronto in this series I, I'm with you I mean the Wizards limped into the playoffs. like they uh, yeah I got I got the Raptors I'm not even gonna spend a lot of time talking about it
1: well, before if you if you you're picking the Raptors, I understand that, but let's let's talk about the Wizards real fast, gentlemen, just real fast. Why is it so easy to pick the Raptors over the Wizards when I mean just the other day when they just beat Boston, it was like, "Oh, you got to watch out for the Wizards." Now all of a sudden, they're not even going to get out the first round. You make it sound yeah, like it's you're also, asleep.
3: You're playing you're playing, uh, you know, a Celtics team that's not not the same without Kyrie. I mean, that's a that's a different type of team.
1: I believe they only lost sure. three games
3: without Kyrie this season, though.
2: So, are you expecting Boston? I know we're picking picking between the Wizards <laughs> and, and the Rats, but are you expecting Boston to win a series without their star
1: player? Um, I haven't
2: made so my mind up be- yet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The seven-game series is way different than the team, you know, that just goes into Boston and, and beats them while Boston goes on this run because, again, you're playing this team and that team. But in the seven-game series, you're playing each other for possibly up to seven times. So, therefore, by the time you get to game four, depending on if it's two apiece or, you know, or whatever the uh, game may be, you pretty much know what your opponent is going to do as well as the back of your hand. And it's just a matter of can you stop it. So I I we'll get to that, but real quick, I'm I'm picking Toronto to win to win this series. I I'm I'm probably gonna pick Toronto at five maybe.
1: Okay. Okay. So you give them watching the game are they taking it on the road or taking it at home? Uh probably on the, probably at home. Okay. 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 McGriff. Toronto and Washington. Seven games here.
4: uh
2: yeah, um, I I gotta agree with the consensus in the group. Uh, Toronto has uh, been even surprising me in a little bit of games I've watched. Uh, yeah, um, I mean Drake dropped God's plan, so uh, let's go Toronto.
3: Yeah, and Chris. Chris, one thing to add. I mean, Toronto versus the Wizards, they're 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 five hundred this year. They're five hundred against each other, and the Wizards the the Wizards lost to them. In Mar- uh, March second, one hundred two to ninety five, and the Wizards actually beat them by three points on uh, on February first. I just I don't see I just don't see the Raptors losing this. I mean, they split at five hundred. I say I, I agree. I think it's in five.
1: <sighs> Throwing away the narrative that we know of Toronto in the playoffs. I agree with you. If I have to just think about what Toronto was about in the playoffs. I like Washington in seven. That's just, I, I mean, I mean, you understand, like, if I have to just forget about the last two, three years of Toronto playoff basketball, there's no reason to believe that this team is going to make it past the second round, yet on the first. So I, I just, Toronto in, in, in six. I'll take Toronto in six. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the Boston series. TV, you bring up a point. Let me, let me say this. I'm not quick to say that Boston is going to go to the Easter Conference Finals without Kyrie Irving. Marcus Smart still unquestionable right now as far as, as far as I'm concerned. He's the best defensive player they have on the team. I'm not quick to say that Boston's about to go that far. I will say that they could beat Milwaukee because Milwaukee has had an opportunity even after Jason Kidd to turn around their game to play better and they just have not they've had spurts where they play well and then they have spurts where they do not play well at all and when they don't play well it's typically because Giannis is trying to do everything and no one else can do anything can't even get into a flow Eric Blesso is not coming about himself as the point guard that we thought he was in Phoenix he's not doing that in Milwaukee I got reasons to believe that Boston might be able to pull this off maybe six or seven games but I'm not about to just say because of Kyrie Irving, they're they're out. So, because of that, I'm taking Boston. I'm going to go in seven. Hmm. Um,
2: I, I think this one's going to go in seven. Um, and you make a good point about uh, Giannis, Giannis, you know, uh, with him trying to do a little bit too much. And then, of course, this is the first time Eric Bledsoe was actually playing in the postseason, if I'm not mistaken. So... This is going to be new to him, and I believe he's still trying to mess with with, with his teammates. So I'm going to say a seven-game series and because um, Boston's a two-seed,
1: I'm going to have to go with Boston. Home court advantage. Home court advantage. Dave, who you got in this? That Did I, did I sway you a little bit to pick Boston? I feel like you was going to pick Milwaukee just because. Mm.
3: No, no. I mean, I, I still think in the first round I'd take Boston. I don't think they're going to go past the first round, but I, w- I would take Boston in seventh. I, I'm with you on that home course. Okay. McGriff, how you feeling about this?
2: Uh, The same. Um, it's definitely going to be a seven-game series with Boston is going to dominate.
1: Well, not dominate
2: because it's going to be seven games, but you know what I mean.
1: They could do what they did last year, dominate all the home games. <laughs> and, and, and then and just stink it up on all the role games. That's clearly how they That's made real. the Eastern Conference final last year. So I mean They're
2: useless the playing yeah. on that on that court they have, you know, it's different colors.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, Boston. <laughs> I like Boston. I like Boston. I really feel for them because if they did have a Kyrie Irving, I would put them in the finals. I think they had just enough defense and offense to make it to the finals, considering the rest of the field. Which goes to the three and six C right now, T V Miami Philly. I said it on Frat House Sports. You can catch him again on blow Talk Radio 7 to 9 every Thursday night. I said Philly will run them out the gym without without um, Embiid on, on the court. That slows them down. Since he's been out, they are up-tempo. They've been running up and down this court, led by Ben Simmons. They got uh, folks back in, in the lineup. I like Philly in this series, man. If they can control the tempo, I honestly think that they can take this series in five.
2: Oh man, yeah, this this is gonna be an interesting matchup as well. Um
4: and, Yeah, the help the
2: it and be kinda in, in it, it impacts Philly, but it doesn't. And you make a great point. Now they're more up, up and down the court up and down the court. Um you got Miami, uh Whiteside White and of course Dwayne Wade being back in Dade County. So I think I think uh fresh well not fresh legs, but young legs it's going to play a role in this in this uh, matchup, and I'm going to go with Philly. I'm expecting Ben Simmons to, to really tear, tear it up as far as just being dominant. Um, I got Philly in I'll take Philly in six.
1: okay. McGriff, how are you feeling about this? Philly, by um, the way, actually, was absolutely trash last season geez, That's all that out there
4: man.
1: No, no,'m I'm, I'm giving you some nuggets out there. Philly was trash last oh. season. Mm-hmm. I was helping you.
2: Thank you. Appreciate
1: you. Uh, yeah, I got Philly at <laughs> <in> five.
2: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you,
3: you need to go to sleep. <laughs> I really yeah. do. I'm
1: tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got Philly at five. I appreciate that. Regret. No doubt. Dave, how you feeling this, man?
3: Yeah, um... I, I don't know. I mean, I was leaning towards Miami at six, but you—the youth, the youth factor—that's all I'm thinking about—is the axial opposite of when D Wade, uh, D Wade beat Dan, uh, Dallas in the speed they had then. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I I'm gonna have to go Philly six. I like it.
1: Okay. Um, let's go to the inaugural. Cleveland Cavaliers game of the first round, because I feel like they always play this team. The Indiana Pacers, the new-look Indiana Pacers, Lance Stevenson is there as well. Um, I think this is just a clown series. I really do. Not to take away the series that Indiana's had, though, gentlemen, I think that this Indiana team could possibly take two games from Cleveland. First time in a long time that they could win a couple of games against Cleveland, because they haven't done it in the playoffs like at all. So, Um, I'm going to say Cleveland in six here, man. I'm going to say that LeBron wills his team. Um, He's going to need to do some heroics in maybe a game five, and then they just beat him down in game six. So I say Cleveland in six. Dave, how you feel?
3: Uh, I'm with you there. I think Cleveland, Cleveland in six. I think they're going to drop a couple to the Pacers.
1: TV.
2: You know, um, since LeBron's been back with Cleveland for a second stand, he has yet to he has yet to lose a game in the first round. Right. Um, I'm going. I'm going with LeBron, and I'm calling the sweep here. Ooh. Damn it, TV! No Ooh. respect
1: to Indiana, huh? Not this Indiana team. Not this year. Uh, not, like I said, ever
2: since LeBron's been back to Cleveland, he has yet to lose one game in the first round. So
3: let the streak stay alive. Well, but the Cavs only won one game against Indiana all season. Yeah, and at one point, uh,
2: the Chicago Bulls, led by Derrick Rose, uh, beat LeBron 3-1 the regular season. They turned around and only gave up, what, one game in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So things can change in the postseason. can happen. So, it can happen, but, again, LeBron has yet to lose a game in the first round.
1: All right, history on your side, McGriff. I'm a, I'm a assuming you're going to go on that route.
2: Yeah, and I wish you would have picked me before before a TV, so you wouldn't think i would just saying this because TV said it. But yeah, I right, think that I never ever. thought
1: that at all. I never. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of the picks, McGriff picks first. McGriff is picking first.
4: So to make sure? Want so to
1: make sure everybody knows he's picking next in the Western Conference. Um, let's go there, gentlemen. Uh, before we make this pick in the, in the first game, shout out Loki. I mean, not even Loki, man. The former head coach of the Pistons, Flip Saunders. I know that we gave him a lot of slack here um, in Detroit coming off championship, a uh, championship run. But a promise was made to him uh, by Carl Anthony Towns that they wouldn't break the longest playoff drought in NBA history, and they just did it. Uh promise fulfilled. So if – If you want a good story heading into this game, um, that's a good story. Shout out to Flip Saunders and what he was able to do for Minnesota. And um, I hope they can push this series. Emotions aside, Houston, they may have a problem, gentlemen. If I'm going to pick an upset, there's going to be an upset in the the Western Conference. There's a possibility that this upset could happen. I'm taking Minnesota in seven. Sounds crazy, but I'm taking Minnesota in seven.
2: McGriff? Go ahead. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you there. I'm going with Houston. T V. Um I am going to go
1: with Houston and Fix. Dave, am I did I just lose my mind? Did I just lose Mm -hmm. my bonkers here, man?
3: Yeah, you did. Uh, I got, I got Houston. <laughs> yeah, you did, <laughs> no yeah. Hesitation. I got, I got, I got Houston. I'm flirting with a sweep there, but I'll say five. Houston Ooh. and five. I, it's it's, an, emotional was,
4: it's I, an emotional thing. It's an
2: emotional thing. Yeah, I, was, I was flirting with a sweep too, but I said, you know what, because, I mean Minnesota is a, is a is a good team. Like there's no doubt about it, but uh, I feel like Minnesota may get a game or two it's going to be emotional because for a lot of these well some of these players uh well a lot of the players that have yet to get taste postseason success i mean jimmy butler's been there um uh todd gibson's been there and i think derrick rose has been there so that's pretty much it so yeah he's been there yeah, yeah.
1: so chicago 2.0 they've been there chicago- <laughs> yeah, chicago, yeah. Yes. there you go That is. Yeah, man, I, emotion, emotion aside, I really do believe Houston is, is definitely going to, you know, rain threes and not just all over. But I just don't – Mike D'Antoni, man, until I see a team that he coaches play defense in the playoffs, Chris Paul stay healthy in the playoffs, James Harden doesn't freeze up in the moment in the playoffs, until I see I something fighting. different.
2: I'm surprised you didn't say anything about about Te going down, by the
1: way. You know what? I forgot about that. that Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that, you know, obviously Houston is the favorite. I get it. But why not Minnesota? If they can click, if they play the way that they did earlier in the season, they play defense, they get enough offense, Wiggins takes his his head out of his ass and actually shoots free throws and makes his free throws instead of being 62% at the line. You know, if they actually do a lot of things well, why not Minnesota?
2: So then it's going to, for Minnesota to win this series, it's going to have to be a slow paced, half court, grind it out
1: type of style. And be physical. Yep. Uh, Tom Thibodeau type of game. That's it. Why not Minnesota? One of the best defensive
2: minds in the game of basketball. Yes,
1: sir. I will say, I will say this caveat though, gentlemen. If, if Houston goes out there and whoop on them 17-point game back-to-back in game one and two, it's a wrap. (laughs) It's a wrap. Then I'll say, okay, I lost my mind. But I think Minnesota has a shot. I think that this is an upset. This is the monster upset. We'll talk about it later on. Um, I I think unanimously we agree with this one. The Warriors and the Spurs, I think it's safe to say, the Warriors dodged a bullet. If they played the Thunder in the first round, they would lose. They would be
2: gone. gone.
1: (laughs) They dodged a bullet. Not only did they get the Spurs, they got the Spurs without Kawhi. Not only did they get the Spurs without Kawhi, but they got the Spurs without Kawhi that are that is fourteen and twenty seven on the road. You cannot go to Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. I mean not Oklahoma, and go to Oakland and play the Warriors and expect to win on the road when you have that type of record. The Warriors are sweeping them. It's a. It is. It's not even a conversation to me. They are sweeping the Spurs. Regriff, Griff, what say you? Uh,
2: I don't know about a sweep, but they're definitely going to win.
1: I'll give them five. Okay, so you're giving them a game. A game. A game. Okay. Dave, how you feel?
3: Well, being that I met Manu just the other day, um,
0: living, in, living
3: in San Antonio or right outside of San Antonio, um, as much as I as as Manu has carried that team into the playoffs, I they, I got him dropping it in five. He can't do it alone.
1: TV.
2: Uh, you know, you got to, you got to, you got a lot of things going on with Golden State. Um, uh, Steph Curry, I don't think he's gonna play at all in this in the first round. Um, I think Clay's hurt, you know, with that thumb. I believe that's on his shooting hand, if I'm not mistaken. Um mm-hmm. Draymond, I think he's dealing with some issues, and I think Kevin Durant, he's dealing with some injury issues as well. Um I'm gonna be that guy and I'm gonna go to Spurs and seven. <laughs> even though okay. even though they have a terrible even though they're terrible on the road, I just think uh I don't know. I'm 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 i am i am i am I, I see blood in the water, man, and I. They need I'm one with, game. I'm going with the
1: Spurs. They just need one game they, on the road.
2: If they sit, that's true. I mean, it, they always say if you win on the road, that's pretty much the start a start of the series. So,
1: I'm going with the Spurs in the seven. So, what game do they take from Oakland? One, two, five, or seven?
2: Mm. Well, why not?
1: Hell, take seven. Six, seven. Wow. Can we just all go on record right now? If that was to happen, this team would be broken up. Clay Thompson will not come back. Steve Kerr will be on the hot seat. Kevin Durant, um, he will go rogue so much that he will push all, everyone out of that team.
3: Well, he already said he's opting out. So, they're saying he's he going to opt out that. to restructure. But... I don't know. It hasn't been all peachy like it was last year for him. Oh, my goodness.
1: The number three seed, another intriguing matchup here, the Portland Trail Blazers, Dame Time, the Pelicans, the Brow. Um, I like this series. I don't think it will be one of the most exciting series, to be honest with you. Um, I don't even think there's a primetime. Are they playing on primetime? Yeah. All their games are prime primetime except for game three. Um Gentlemen, I'm going to go with another upset, man. I'm going to go with the Pelicans in this game. I like Anthony Davis. I like what he does. I feel as though if they take away the guard play, which, again, Rondo has the ability to do at his age. Um, if they take away the guard play of Portland, Portland is kind of a – they're just thinking. They they really are. They're just waiting to go down under. Um, I think it will be a, a tight series, but I think it will end in six. I'm going to take the Pelicans in six. McGriff, what say you?
2: Uh – it's like I'm really I'm really not sure of. Um so I just the pelicans. T V Um yeah, that that's that's yeah, this yeah, this is a tough one because you got the front court with the Pelicans, of course with Anthony Davis. I would def, I'm gonna go with Portland, man. I think um I just think Anthony Davis just can't do it all by himself and I think, you know, Two heads are better than one. So with CJ and 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 Dame Lillard, I think they're gonna do some damage. So I'm taking Portland and six.
1: Okay. Dave, how you feel?
3: Uh, I'm with you, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the brow and six.
1: Okay. Last game. Um, interesting game. OKC Utah. Um, if I was to to say this was gonna be a matchup. I don't think it's a sexy matchup as far as the names and the cities are concerned, who the hell wants to go to Utah and, and Oklahoma. I, I kind of understand it, but Utah's defense, man, I'm mean to say this right now, if their defense, if they could put the clamps on Russell Westbrook and force him to make tough decisions, which we've seen him do before, but he doesn't do it successfully and consistently as good as he is. That's his Achilles heel. If Utah could put the clamps on him, this series ends in six games. Their defense is that good. The coaching is that good. If Melo decides that he is better off coming off the bench, I know this is far-fetched, gentlemen, but I'll continue to say it. Melo is a better player coming off the bench at this stage of his career. If he somehow pulls back as far as his minutes is concerned and allow other players to get going and they have him in a rotation with the, with the second unit, OKC wins this series. I see the defense prevailing. I see Utah winning this. Another upset. Six games. Utah. McGriff. I'm
2: hmm. still mm. going with the Thunder.
1: Okay. TV, compelling argument there. You you, you made that noise. So, you, Utah and OKC, uh, what's your thoughts? Utah, Utah
2: has always been one of the toughest venues to play at, um... As long as I've been watching basketball, and I think it's really going to come down to ditch play. We know what they can, we know what OKC can do when Westbrook is in the lineup. It's just a no matter of what the second unit can do when he has to take a breather. I think this is actually going to be closer than people expect. So I'm going to say OKC and seven.
1: It's interesting that you picked them a seven. I'm curious, which superstar in your mind needs to have have that game, Paul George or Carmelo?
2: I think it's obvious. It has to be Paul George. It ha- it, OKC is going to need the Paul George three or four years ago when he was with the Pacers. They need that Paul George. We know what he can do defensively, but scoring-wise, he's going to have to take some of that load off, off, of, um, off of Westbrook. And also, I would say keep a, keep an eye out on um, on the uh, I can't think of his name, the power four for OKC, but uh, Adams Stephen Adams. Keep an eye out for Stephen Adams, especially on the offensive side, on, on offensive glass. He, he's going to be a, he's going to be play, he's gonna also play key. Uh, he's going to be a key factor in his matchup. So, Paul George is going to be that man. So but that's I, why I'm, I'm, that's why I'm going with OKC in seven.
1: You know, I hear you about that, but I, I gotta I gotta ask you about this one question. Who do you want taking the game-winning shot? Paul George has not hit one in the playoffs at all. Um, Russell Westbrook is not consistent, and if it's a three-point shot, you do not want him taking that, as good as he is. And then Melo, he's such a streaky shooter. If you don't get him going in the game and you ask him to take the shot, he may not make that shot. So if OKC is forced to do that, who do you want taking the shot?
2: That's a good question, and I do not know. I, I would just To answer your question, I would just say just whoever has the ball at that moment, take whatever the defense gives you. If you got a matchup that you think you can possibly win or create some separation from for, for yourself, take it. Or, hey, if you see somebody kind of sagging off a bit, off of a Paul George or a Carmelo, you know, give them an the opportunity to hit the game with a shot. But overall, whoever has the ball at that moment, just take what the defense gives you and just go from there.
1: All right, fair enough. Dave, you got the last pick, sir. Utah OKC.
3: Uh, you know, I like I like what you're saying. And I I just don't I don't think the star power I know there's a four C but I I think I think Utah upsets him here. I think Utah takes it and really, I mean in the West I mean, we say upset, but with the exception of Golden State and Houston, I mean, these teams are a game apart, like two games apart. So, That's true. That's you know, true. It's not. It's, you know, we say upset, but you know, I think I think Utah can take them. I do. I think in six, it's Utah. All
1: right, the last question: who, Who's making the finals? Who who is who is going to represent the Western Conference in the finals? It's easy to say Houston. Uh, I'm not obviously. I can't pick them. I got Minnesota taking them out. So who, yeah, who's going say, to the finals?
3: You, you already said it's Minnesota in the West.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> just because they beat Houston on me, I think they're going to the finals at all. And that's gonna happen. Uh, honestly, gentlemen, I, it pains me to say this. Uh, we might get chapter four, man. Somehow, some way, Warriors and Cavs. Oh. Uh, I don't, know, I yeah. I don't want way.
2: to see them again
1: if, if Steph Curry can come back healthy I, I Honestly, do you trust James Harden, Chris Paul Mike D'Antoni or Steve Kerr Steph Curry and Kevin Durant Which one, which one of those Player coach tandems do you trust In the Western Conference Finals Game 7 Game time, who do you trust I'm
2: I'm trusting Houston with James Harden because he hasn't missed as many games as a Steph Curry, and he's not known to be as mu- as you know as injury prone, prone as a Steph Curry. So I'm going and I'm in the moment. I'm going with Dan, Dan Tony and and James Harden.
1: So you say Houston and Cleveland, or Houston and Philly? Right. <laughs>
2: I mean oh, okay,
1: like man. Oh, I mean
2: oh, I mean oh, yeah, he, he, no
1: disrespect to Toronto but come on man I mean right nah man nah man, I'm gonna, you
2: know, man. Cleveland it's, it's gonna be Cleveland man. that's a no way all right McGregor you, you feel like <laughs>
1: who's gonna be watching You gonna be watching
2: what so the Pistons yeah. gonna be up in the rafters somewhere watching oh streets, yeah streets.
1: Yep. Yep. Blake Griffin
2: and Brain uh, is
1: sitting down in the chair.
2: Uh just off strength of not wanting to see another Cleveland and Golden State uh final. Um I'm I'm a rock with Houston, but don't tell my uncle I said that. Cause, uh yeah.
1: I know he's excited. <laughs> you know he is, you know he, I know he, he is was excited. talking junk all last week. I know he is amped. I, I've never seen I've never seen anyone excited about the text uh Texans football than he is, so I know he's amped about the, the Rockets. That's dope, man. That's dope. Dave, you get the final word, man. Who's making the finals? Yeah,
3: I I just don't see how it's not the Cavs out of the East. I mean, that's I think we're on. I mean, I know we're all in agreement there, um, and then. It's really going to come down to those injuries. I mean, I'd say today, based on what we know, uh, I'm going to have to say the Rockets. But if somehow the the Warriors can pull it together um, and be uh, be healthy enough for that conference finals, then uh, you'd have to. It's going to be the fourth year in a row we're seeing Golden State and Cleveland. Because if, if the Golden State Warriors are healthy, they they will they will take out the Rockets.
1: All right, there you have it. Uh, we don't know what Ellis' picks are, but probably everyone that's deemed to be the favorite, it's probably safe to say he's picking them all. Safe to say there, gentlemen?
2: You know, Christopher, I uh, was going to the Pacific and uh, the way I feel is that uh, the way, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be Cleveland in the East. And, uh, yeah, based on what I'm seeing, uh, I, think, uh, I think Houston really uh, – that's a good shot of uh of going to the finals and it uh, it should be a great uh, a great uh finals uh, overall. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this is Brandon L. That's Brandon
1: L. <laughs> 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 Dave, pleasure to have you on the show with us, man. As Always calling in. Thanks for having me, on, man. Appreciate you coming Appreciate on board. Uh, gentlemen, great show, man, with TALEO's uh solid basketball talk, man. Great. Awesome. I no Steph. Yeah, no? Yes? Really? Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Totally rad, dude. 646-668-2182 six four, six, four, six, 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 is the number if you want to uh, hang out with the crew every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Thursday. Uh, got a couple of shows left before we shut down for the season. Um, obviously, we shut down for baseball. Uh, we take the summer. Ooh. We enjoy it. We come back renewed and refreshed. So, uh, got a couple more weeks with <laughs> us, so we, we hope to hear from you soon. Uh, anybody want the last word? Last word. I knew you was going to say something. You need to go to sleep. Burn <laughs> to you, burn. Need to, you
4: need to go burn, to bird, And no more kickboxing for the week. Burn. You're done,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all next week. Enjoy the playoffs, <laughs> I'll J.B. i back Tuesday. in there tomorrow morning, <laughs> my G. Yell, you can yell right here. Just say goodbye.
0: Good boy, everybody.
2: <laughs> there it
1: is.
4: <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Cheers.